Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my brothers and sisters. My name is Toyris Mia, and today I am taking over the podcast. MashaAllah, we have reached a beautiful milestone. This is, in fact, our 50th podcast. Alhamdulillah. Takbir! Allahu Akbar. MashaAllah. I hope you said it at home as well, right? You got to join in. This is an interactive podcast, mashallah. Okay, now, as I'm the host today and taking over, I have two beautiful guests with me. Don't give them nazar. First guest that we have, please introduce yourself and you should be familiar with the brother, Shabir Hussain. Shabir Hassan, first and foremost. Oh, my bad. <laughs> and secondly, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. I'm just going to say this right now. And yeah. thirdly, I shouldn't be sitting here. All right, for those of you at home, you know that. I normally sit in the the host seat, okay, and uh, and you know, alhamdulillah, it's been a pleasure, you know, like hosting the podcast over over the last year or so. But listen, just because it's a new year, it doesn't mean there's a new host, okay. So please don't get too comfortable in that seat. Just enjoy today's episode, see yourself out thereafter, and then I shall resume my role. Okay, is, is, is that clear? No okay. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we have with us also brother Saeed if you can kindly introduce yourself some of the viewers might also be familiar with you from some other shows yeah assalamu alaikum i'm just here to see Tories because he owes me some wings right? so um, <laughs> i made dua for you i made dua for you bro dua is one thing but i'm we hungry we can eat some wings together in jannah inshallah, inshallah. i'll repay you then inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. that's how you get some free wings and jannah bro okay bismillahirrahmanirrahim so it's an interesting show today. Don't you think? Like, man's taking over. How are you feeling being in the guest seat for once? It feels weird, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, normally, the host has control over the show. Yeah. And sitting here, I don't know what you're gonna throw at me. I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I'm just here just for the ride, really. But you're right, it does feel weird sitting here. I, to be honest, I feel a bit nervous. And normally, when I start hosting, I'm not nervous. I'm okay, I just say bismillah, I get started and I really enjoy just having a conversation because I see it more as a conversation rather than I'm hosting a show. Yeah. You know, I kind of just forget that, oh, this is going to be streamed on Ilmfeed and everyone's going to watch it. I just think, you know what, I've got a great guest here today, I'm going to have a great time, I'm going to learn something new, be inspired and I just take it from there. But today I'm like, you know, sitting here a bit agitated, you know. Why and are you scared? The way that you're looking at me, honestly, the way that you're looking at me sometimes, it's just like, st- I don't know if that's your normal look. This is my normal look. What's wrong oh, with yeah, it? I, I, I just, sorry, like, I look, know, I'm admiring you. Like, you know, okay, I look up to you. I'm in your seat now. Like, you were here <laughs> and I've taken it. <laughs> but the thing is, you've got a better seat as well compared to us. It's comfy. Alhamdulillah. I'm feeling a bit restricted here. Why? Yeah. You and you're on the hot seat. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. we need to swap chairs or something. No, no, no. We're good. I, I've I've made a dent in this seat <laughs> as well. Mashallah. All right. So, Mr. Hussein, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Shabir, um, <clears throat> first question. Obviously, you've been hosting this show. Yeah. 50 shows now, alhamdulillah. 50, alhamdulillah. 50 podcasts now. I want to ask you a few questions about the past podcasts that we've done. Some of your most mm. inspirational moments, most inspirational guests, most memorable moments as well. Has there been a guest that has, you know, left an impact on you to this day? Because you get to have some really deep conversations mm. with the people that we bring onto the podcast. And there's things that are often shared, which when they're on stage or another show or, or even on social media, it doesn't usually come out. Yeah, yeah, Alhamdulillah, yeah. You, you know, you get to bring that out of them. Has there been something that someone who's left this mark on you? 
Yeah, definitely. Firstly, alhamdulillah, like it's been, uh, like I said, it's been an amazing journey. So the fact that we're on our 50th episode right now, mm. um, over the span of the year, you know, the, the podcast was just, it was something that we were discussing, something that we thought, you know, has to be done. Um, but then, subhanAllah, when we started last January 2019, and we just got into it, honestly, I just, I loved the whole process of it. And inshallah, we'll talk about the process later as well, mm. how, how we put the podcast together. Um, and obviously, just to clarify, I haven't presented every single one because we have the sisters podcast as well with Ustada Fatima. So, you know, I've done, I'd say, just under, I'd say about 35, 36, at least myself. Um, but most definitely, like... There's been so many guests that have come and some of them I've known from before. Mm. Um, so it was just quite easy to connect. Mm. Others I actually met through the podcast. Uh, and subhanAllah, like some of them I've become very close with because of meeting them on the podcast. And I've worked with them after uh, having met them on the podcast or on different different things like events, etc. Um, so as always, you know what? I can't put it down on one guest. It would be unfair and unjust for me to do that, to say oh, one guest came and this person left a mark. I genuinely, after hosting an episode, every single time I do feel inspired. There's no doubt. And I'm not just saying that cliched or even feels all about inspiration and I'm, I'm here left inspired. Genuinely, I feel like that every single time because every guest that we bring on has a different story, different perspective, mm. different gems. They don't have to be a sheikh. You know, we, we've had loads of shuyukh on here, yeah. but we've also had brothers that have come from you know, different organizations, charities, um, brothers that have done things in their community. So it's not just about it's not just about having Islamic knowledge. Sometimes I've learned a lot just through life experience. Yeah. A person what they've been through in life, a person's mm. struggles. Um so yeah, I don't want to pin it down on any, any particular guest. I just feel like every single person has brought their own set of Nice diplomatic answer, isn't it? It is a very diplomatic yeah, exactly. answer. Yeah, so yeah. just on that, like you, this was like the your favorite guest? Who wasn't your favorite guest? Like, was there anyone that you thought, you know what? <laughs> you gotta give us an <laughs> answer, bro. How could you ask that, man? Right, uh, like you, you were there, you know what? This guy's putting me to sleep, or you know what? No, Just but I'll tell you one thing that was funny that Sheikh Hassan Ali mentioned when he when he came <coughs> on. He didn't mention this on the actual show, but after the show was finished, he said, "Oh, Shabir, you know what? That was actually a really good interview." He seemed like surprised that I. Managed to interview him, and I was like, Sheikh, come on, like, I've done it for a while, and, and you're, you're Sheikh Hasanadi, like, why wouldn't we have a good conversation? Yeah. And then he was just like, Oh, you know what happened? Once I was in Dubai and I had an interview with the guy, and he fell asleep while he was interviewing <laughs> me. And I was just like, How could a person do that? Like, how is that even possible? How could you? Okay, the interviewee, I get it, yeah. But how can the interviewer, that's your job, like, how mm. can you fall asleep? Anyway, so no one's put me to sleep, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Uh, you know, everyone's kept me very wide awake. Um, and the hour, on average, our episodes are about an hour long. Yeah. Um, podcasts can be a lot longer than that. Uh, mm. If you've seen other podcasts, you'll see it sometimes spans two, three hours. Um, we don't want it shorter than that. We don't want it longer than that. Why? Mm. Because an hour is like perfect. Yeah, of course. Uh, but that hour flies, honestly. It flies when I get started. You realize that today, watch. watch. You, you know when you're bringing the guests on, mm. when you're inviting people to come onto the yeah. podcast, what process do you go through in your mind? Is it a case of we're trying to bring on somebody who's got the most powerful story mm. or we're trying to bring on somebody who's going to connect with our audience the most because obviously and Said, i'll bring you in for this obviously ilmfeed has a purpose there is a purpose mm. to ilmfeed it's not just a channel that was set up it's not mm. just a platform that was set up you know we're trying to achieve something here so how does the podcast fit into the overall goals aims and objectives of ilmfeed 
Yeah, I think just on that is Ilmfid is all about promoting and being positive, right? So uh, bringing positive news and inspirational stories mm. to the wider community, right? And social media is like flared up, as you know. We've been around for what just under six years now. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, and um, <coughs> it's grown rapidly. And what we've seen is that we need to be relevant as well. So there's one thing of starting off with graphics and mm. infographics. Then it was these short clips that were going even more viral. But then as time goes, has gone on. Um, it's about these podcasts, yeah, podcasts will come in and there was a massive demand and that's why you've seen a lot of people who are listening to the podcast mm. themselves because they feel that they take benefit from it mm. and they need it in their lives, right? Um, and it's a wide range as well. Uh, I'm guessing you probably met um, students in universities mm. to um, uh, sisters at home who just want to listen to it while they're doing a bit of work, um, professionals uh, on their way to work. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's where it kind of collaborates because content is key, right? And for Ilmfi to be relevant in today's society, in this day and age, we need to be uh, at the forefront in terms of technology, in terms of mm. ideas, in Definitely. terms of creativity. Yeah. I think that's key. Um, and I think that's what, what we want to be. We want to make sure that we're at the forefront. We're number one. That's our target and that's our aim, inshallah. Inshallah. What do you think we're, we're tackling here? Though? Because obviously, you know, it's all good to push out inspirational stories, all good to push out a a, a Muslim narrative. Mm. But obviously, I, I the way I see it is we're tackling a lot of the issues that we face in society. Ilfi doesn't just push out these positive stories. We're also launching charitable campaigns. We're also inspiring Muslims to be Muslims. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the recent guests that we had on, uh, Dr. Haifa Yunus, mashallah, the podcast that we released there, I think some of the comments that we received back on the mm. different platforms that we've uh, pushed out on have been truly uh, inspirational and beautiful. Mm. You, you've seen people who have come come around and said, Do you know what, I wasn't really focusing on the Quran, but after listening to this, I'm now focusing more on mm. the Quran. Um, you've, you, you've had a, a variety of responses. Have you come across any comments in the past that have really stood out to you from any of the podcasts that you've done in the past? Yeah, definitely. Um that's that's the beautiful thing about the podcast is like you said it's not we're not just it's not just about um sending out a positive yeah all of that is great mm. but because every guest is unique and yeah. because we've covering a range of themes and topics um i feel like one unique thing about our podcast is that there's always something uh practical to take away at the end of it mm. um so because we've had like dr haifa for example we've had many other quran reciters in the past um just the other day i got a message on instagram uh, from a brother who watched uh, our episode with usman bustansi Qari okay, yeah. usman he's from turkey right and that video actually that clip of him did really well um in a number of days it hit over a hundred thousand you know the ottoman method yeah, of yeah. Uh, memorizing the quran yes did really well and subhanAllah a lot of people were inspired by that to memorize so anyway this particular brother messaged me and he said uh, I don't know he must have thought I was Turkish as well here yeah. <laughs> you know but he was like he was like you know brother so I watched that episode it was amazing and I want to memorize I want to move to Turkey to memorize the Quran wow. the Ottoman way wow. and I was like whoa that's like a big move yeah, to make you know step, that's a big step and he goes yeah, yeah I want to memorize the Quran I want to move to Turkey can you please tell me where in Turkey I can go and I was just thinking I don't know, man, just ask, I don't know, yeah. Ertuğrul or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had no idea about Turkey. I've, alhamdulillah, I've been there, beautiful country, beautiful place, beautiful people, but I don't know much about it. Anyway, so he was just like, he, but do you see, he's ready to literally pack his bags and move to Turkey just to memorize the Quran. And for me, I feel like, how amazing is that, that a podcast 
isn't just a form of entertainment, mm. a form of passing your time f- for an hour. Rather, it's something that by the end of it, we're actually, we're actually touching people to the extent that they're willing to memorize Quran. How amazing is that? Not only memorize Quran, but move to another country, <coughs> to, another country. to memorize the Quran. Right? On that yeah. note, I've me- I've mentioned this one before on the on the podcast with Ustad Asim Khan, yeah. where um, so I went I went for uh, an event uh, to speak at an event in Liverpool, um, and when I got there, this one brother came up to me, and he was really happy, and he's like, "Salaam, uh, really nice to meet you." And I was like, "Yeah, likewise." And he said, oh, "I just want to thank you." And I said, "Thank me for what? What have I done? I've never met you before." And he said, "Listen, you know, I I I I listened to your podcast with uh, Ustad Asim. This is one of the first ones we did, yeah. um, one of the first five episodes with Ustad Asim Khan, and we spoke about studying Arabic language, the Quran, and things like that." And uh, yeah, and he said, you know, I listened to that, and obviously Ustad Asim, he studied in Egypt in yeah. Cairo, so he said. Even though I'm a university student, that summer, so he listened to it last year, yeah. he said basically the last summer, he packed his bags, he went to Egypt for summer, okay, after listening to that podcast, and he uh, learned Fusha Arabic in that one summer, he came back and now he speaks fluent Arabic, why? Just because he listened to that podcast, and he was so inspired, subhanAllah, and I was like, when I heard that, I was like, wow man, like that is, you actually did that. Listening to the podcast, yeah, that was the big push for me. That was a big push, and I went there and I memorized, uh, and I learned the language. And see, for me, that's just like that's just you know so valuable for me. So that's just priceless, and that that's what drives me to continue, and that's what drives all of us here at Umfi to to alhamdulillah push out this content. And you just never know what piece of content, yeah, what piece of content will touch someone. And we've seen that from the comments, we've seen that from the feedback that we've got. Do you know what I really want to know? <clears throat> Two <clears throat> things. One, how did you understand the brother in Liverpool with their strong accent? <laughs> and true, <laughs> did he still have the accent when he was speaking Arabic? <laughs> no, mashallah. Uh, uh, alhamdulillah. Do you know what? <clears throat> These podcasts yeah. have been reaching far and wide. And the beautiful thing is, we know of some stories where mm. you know it's impacted people in one way or another, but there's so many more that yeah, we probably yeah. still haven't probably even heard. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. people who have probably started praying salah again. I, I remember the you mentioned Ustad, uh, Ustad Asim. No, sorry, it wasn't Ustad Asim. It was uh, Brother Tafel from Islamic Relief. Yeah, yeah. His uh, podcast had a <clears throat> yeah. huge impact on Definitely. so many people, even myself. Mm. You know, where we're saying if you really want something, yeah, and you're not praying tahajjud for it, mm. you really don't want it. Like if you really seriously want something, get up and pray to Hajj. Exactly. Yeah. And I saw that video and that podcast being spread countless times. Like yeah. it was just the next thing on your newsfeed as you were scrolling through Instagram, yeah, yeah. Facebook, whatnot. So Alhamdulillah, you know, we've had some people who have genuinely yeah. impacted <clears throat> our, our listeners in yeah. a truly beautiful way. Talk, talking about reach, like obviously we're here, we're in East London. Yeah. We're, we're recording in our studio here. And we put it out. Alhamdulillah, our team behind the scenes, editing mm. and everything else, do a great job. And that was a secret. Yeah, we weren't supposed to tell us tell anyone our location, but location. So, yeah. I think Come it's on, a man. bit obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit obvious, but anyway, you know. But <laughs> the amount of people I just see like around, and they're like, "Oh, you, what are you doing right now?" I'm like, yeah, "I'm just going to record a podcast." And like, "Oh, you feed. You're based here." Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. top secret." Uh, but. Um, yeah, so the fact that we, we can we can record here, alhamdulillah, get some guests down and then put it out. And the reach is 
is amazing like this is this is what i always try and push out to people that are on social media trying to put out content and videos is <clears throat> just let that fact inspire you that you can sit at home and put stuff out and you can literally be inspiring someone on the other side of the world so recently i just got back from um uh, Malaysia as you guys know yeah. and, and, and I was updating some of you guys like whilst I was in Malaysia it was, it was it was so funny like it's amazing that I got to meet brothers just because of this podcast so I was walking in the old market in Kuala Lumpur in, in Malaysia and this one brother stops me and he's like oh bro are you from Ilmfeed podcast yeah and I was like yeah yeah and I was like where are you from he goes oh, I'm from Perth Australia like oh, Perth, wow. Australia. We're meeting in Malaysia. I'm from London, and and is and what connected us was the podcast. He's like, yeah, I love it. Uh, us brothers in, in Australia were inspired by your work, etc. Same place. I met another brother from <clears throat> from Holland. Okay. And then obviously in the in the masjid when I went to a uh, beautiful masjid, the Islamic University of Malaysia's masjid, uh, three brothers there from India, um, who you know came up to me. Sheikh Yasser Khadi gave the khutbah. I went to meet Sheikh Yasser Khadi. And we, we, we just bumped into each other there. And they were like, you know, <clears throat> they were literally showing me. They were just, we were just watching a video right now on Yom Feed. They literally showed me the khutbah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <clears throat> I hope, I hope, I hope Yom Feed videos are not distracting you during the khutbah, okay? That's wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like literally just watching it, you know, hopefully before the khutbah. Uh, and, you know, they're just, they're just saying like how they have so many brothers and sisters in India watching it. It's like India, Holland, you know, Australia, Malaysia. It's amazing how the reach is there. And they're literally saying like, you know, those same brothers from India were saying that how they're involved in um, the university doing da'wah work, yeah. saying that they're inspired by Ilmfeed's da'wah mm. and they're trying to do something similar. So alhamdulillah, just that, you know, reaching out. And obviously, look, we don't do things to become famous and reach out to people. That's not the purpose. Mm. But the intention is that, you know, I'm sure when the Prophet ﷺ, when he was giving da'wah, he didn't have a vision, oh, I just want to give da'wah to the people of Mecca, and that's mm. it. That developed over time. Yeah, initially, you have to start with your locality. So you study the seerah, you will see Prophet ﷺ, his vision initially, right, was, okay, let me just invite my close friends and family. Let me invite the people of my tribe. Let me welcome the people of my community. Mm. But over the years, you will see, just studying the seerah, is that that had to develop where he's now inviting people from other tribes mm. who are coming during the time of Hajj to Mecca and he's trying to allow Islam to spread. We know the famous story of Taif. Mm. He went outside to a different town. It wasn't successful on that on, on that occasion. Came back then, obviously, in Medina. Then you'll see he started writing letters to kings. Why was he doing that for? Why was he writing to the, the king of Abyssinia, the king of Persia, the, the king of the Romans? He's trying to spread. He's got, a, he's got this vision that it's not that, oh, I, I want Islam to be well known. I want... I want my name to be known across the lands. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the da'wah. It's the message. And I feel like with with Ilmfid, with whatever it is you're doing out there, the, the, you need to have not a small vision because it doesn't work like that today. You can't have a small vision. Oh, I just want to reach out to, you know, a few people here. That's good. That's a starting point. But you need to have a bigger vision than that. Exactly. You need to reach out. How as would many you people. advise people to have <clears throat> that bigger vision and plan for it? It depends. Look, not everyone is into social media. I'm mm. not saying social media is the only way. What I genuinely believe is that social media is a language of the people today. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he says that وَمَا أَرْسَلَّ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا بِلِسَانِ قَوْمِ That we didn't send uh, any messenger except with... And if you just look at the Arabic in this, he didn't say with the language of the people. He said with the lisan, the tongue of the people, showing how like intimate it was mm-hmm. that they understood each other, not just in terms of 
um, the language, but in terms of the lingo, in terms of the appearance, in terms of everything, it was welcoming, right? Yeah. So every messenger that was sent, that's why Allah says, وَإِلَىٰ عَادٍ أَخَاهُمْ هُودًا That to the people of Ad, we sent their brotherhood. Mm. Brother. Look how close it was. Because yeah. if you just sent a random... So if the Prophet was Sallam. not sent to the people of Arabia, he was sent to you know the people of Abyssinia. Mm. Language <coughs> is, is off. They won't understand each other. Appearance, culture, everything is off, right? Yeah. So they would not understand each other. It wouldn't work. So he sent to the perfect people who understood him. Uh, uh, so likewise, what I'm trying to say is that social media is our language now. Mm. Yeah. There is no denying it. Just look at the stats. Look at the amount of people who are using Instagram on a daily basis, the amount of people who view Snapchat, you know, every few seconds, how many, just read the stats, how many snaps go out every few seconds, right? This is what the world, and there was a time where we could say it's just youngsters who are using, so it's not a, it's not a thing to do with the youngsters anymore, I'm telling you, mm. like everyone of all ages has a phone. Yeah. yeah. You look at the world population and look at, look at the percentage of those people that are using social media. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how many people are using it. So this is, for me, this is our language. So if you're not tapping into social media, then for me, it's like you're just missing out exactly. on a huge chunk of people who you could reach out to. Mm. So I'm not saying that, you know, if you're not into social media, that there's no way of doing dawah. Of course there is. It's been done for, for years, for, yeah. for, for decades, right? What I'm trying to say is that I genuinely believe this is one great way. And, and what I would also advise is that it doesn't just have to be to do with Islam per se. Like, mm. you know, you don't have to be a scholar to give da'wah. You have to be careful what you're, what you're pushing out. Mm. So you shouldn't, if you're not trained or you're not qualified, you shouldn't be making videos about certain issues or topics that you should leave to the people of knowledge, right? But small things, you know, things like, for example, universal things like giving in charity, being kind to your neighbor, you know, doing something nice for your parents, things like that. You don't need to be common. You don't need to be a scholar to yeah. to understand those things. Yeah. So to make a video about that, be being creative and making a nice video about your mother, your father, about being good to neighbors, a reminder video. Uh, you know, some some what are they call like these small skits and and, yeah. and and those types of videos. Yeah, short films. Yeah, five wings or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like these things is the way forward for me. Anyway, personally, mm. that's what I'm trying to say. Now, <clears throat> I think that's beautiful advice for those, especially for those who are yep. confident enough mm, mm. to, you know, put themselves out there, even if it's just writing a post to, mm. to put their name to a post yep. uh, and say, this is what Islam is. This is what my religion teaches me. And for those who are not so confident in attaching their name uh, to to a, a, a dawah centric post, right? To to one that's basically preaching Islam or giving dawah to, especially non Muslims. We have a lot of listeners who yeah. would have. We have non Muslim listeners, yeah. and we also have listeners who may have non Muslim colleagues, friends, neighbors, mm. etc. <clears throat> and I think they are utilizing Ilmfeed um, podcasts and content um, to give dawah to mm. to their non Muslim colleagues and neighbors. And when we say dawah, I don't even think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Ilmfeed was set up with the purpose of getting people to accept Islam as mm, their religion. Yeah. I think uh, one of the aims is to get people to just accept Islam, that this is Islam, not mm. what this news outlet is telling you and that news outlet funded by this multi-billionaire is telling you, yeah. but this is the true nature of Islam. This is the true nature of Muslims. Said, how would you advise those who are not confident enough to make their own skits, to not put out their own, you know, uh, short posts? 
um, about what Islam is, how would you advise them to use, number one, the content that Ilmfeed puts out, um, and uh, number two, their own behavior as a Muslim to show their non-Muslim colleagues, neighbors, etc., who they are as a Muslim and what Islam teaches them. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good point that you both mentioned, right? And I think Ilmfeed was set up not to be a dawah platform per mm. se, it was to ta- try and tackle the misconceptions about Islam. And because there were so many misconceptions, there was a lot of negativity yeah. in the media. Mm. So one way of tackling it, and alhamdulillah, there are a number of organizations who are trying to tackle it, but it comes across in a negative way, yeah. right? Which can be like demonizing and mm. very negative, and um, it can put people off the deen, right? Mm. Because it's quite stressful, it's quite distressing when you're hearing all this negative stuff. And then if you're tackling it head on, yeah. Um, it is tough, so a lot of people feel like they, they need another outlet to kind of feel better about themselves, mm. right? And that's what Ilmfid came, is to kind of spread that positivity in a way that it gave Muslims, general Muslims, and not just those who are practicing and, you know, five times a day in a masjid or anything like that, but just the, the normal Muslim person to feel proud about their deen. Yeah, give them a sense of honor, give them a sense of izzah. Um, that's what it's all about, especially in this day and age. So when someone goes to work, they feel like, you know what? I am a Muslim, this is my name, and I'm proud of it. And then on the flip side is, how do we uh, portray ourselves to your colleagues, to mm. your neighbours, um, to the non-Muslims at work? Is The best way is, is practice what you preach, Yeah. right? And you don't need to preach per se to say, yeah, all right, Islam is the uh, only religion and Allah is one and Prophet Sallallahu is the last major. Obviously, that's, that is the core of the deen, but it all comes in terms of our characteristics, the way we carry ourselves, the way we speak with each other, mm-hmm. the way we treat each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what it's all about, is to show those case studies whereby for you to be a Muslim, to spread the beautiful deen of Islam, it's not about, all right, to spread it, we need to praise Allah in a certain way, or we need to give zakat in, in, at a certain time, but it's just our actions, right? Mm. And I think those stories have gone viral, um, a number of stories over uh, the, um, the last few years. And even now we're coming across, all right, um, this person, uh, so there was one guy who was working, uh, one brother who was working in a supermarket. Yep. And uh, as he was doing a delivery, the, <coughs> fu- the house was on fire. So he went in and he, and he saved the family, right? Mm. And then he cracked on. It's not like he, he stood there and took <laughs> selfies or anything like that. He just went back to his job. And they go like, how did you feel? He goes, oh, that, that was the normal thing to do. Yeah. That was the human human, human thing to do, right? Mm. Um, so though, there's a number of case studies. I could just do a podcast on that myself, yeah. right? In regards to so what you want to take over the podcast yeah? now. Basically, yeah, <laughs> I, I just want that chair of yours. But, nah, it's, all good, it's all good. That's for next time. Um, but the way we see it is that we can reach out, like you said, to the thousands, the millions of people out there um, in regards to what we're doing Um and making sure that we're relevant. I think that's really key because what we don't want to be is outdated, yeah. right? Uh, we want to be speaking about issues that are impacting, especially our youth mm. in this day and age. And like you said, you know, it's a good point regarding social media isn't just for the youngsters, yeah. right? We've got, I know elders who are more active on social media than me, right? Yeah. And, and and they take everything as gospel, right? And so like, as soon as they see something, they might, they might share it. Mm. And that's where we want to counter that stuff, that, that we're an authentic platform but everything that we do is verified, right? We're very, very strict on that. So anything that we publish, yeah. we'll go through thorough checks um, to make sure that it's not fake news. How much time and effort does that take, though? Depending on, on the content, but sometimes it does... It's We've got a good network, alhamdulillah, right? Alhamdulillah. So over the time, people yeah. know Ilmfeed, so those who message us or mm. 
give us information, we need to verify anything with scholars, with activists, uh, people in the media, we get to know it quite quickly, right? Yeah. Um, but then again, there are some times when we just need to make sure the story makes sense. So if we can't get hold of a person <coughs> in regards to that story, right? Mm. Um, it could take a half a day or a full day. So we could easily publish it mm. and say, yeah, this, this took place, but we just want to make sure that everything is verified. Um, and I think that's what gives us that um, reputation yeah. Um, to everyone around, mm. that you know what, anything that comes on ill feed is gonna be legit. Yeah. Yeah. It's important that that happens. Like that process is so important, and it's what a lot of Muslims fall prey to. Like you know, you just come across some article, something in the news, and like, boom, that's it. Yeah. This you know, I don't know about like this is crazy. Remember the Oreo thing? <laughs> you know what? Just Everyone knows. Like, what are you talking about that? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, Oreos are haram, basically. Wait, are Oreos haram? Oh, is it time for fatwa now, yeah? It's going to charge you. No, because I'm being serious. We don't do fatwas <laughs> on the, on the, the podcast, The amount of Oreo birthday cakes I see posted on Instagram, yeah? It's a matter All right, let, let, let me, let's just say one thing. Okay, we'll come, we'll come back to that. We're about to lose <laughs> half of our views. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you want to find out if Oreos are halal or not, stay tuned to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone has to stay tuned, yeah? Someone's got an Oreo biscuit like, <laughs> yeah, wait for it. I said this new one, but you know, basically, what I'm trying to say is that we'll come back to that. But it's the fact that one person posts something, yeah. Yeah. one person posts one thing, and like you said, everyone takes it as gospel, and it starts getting shared, and people are going crazy. There's outrage about something, you know, whether it's something is haram or whether it's you know something has happened to this mm. particular individual, right? Yeah. Everyone goes crazy, and it's like almost we're craving it. We want to gossip. We want, you know, we or we love being the first person to share it. You know, every Ramadan, as an example. Confirmed, you know, the moon has been sighted, <laughs> it's Ramadan tomorrow. And I literally I'll get a message two minutes later, oh, sorry I got it wrong. Like I, I know like there's 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 certain people that I get messages from every year. They just want to be the first person to spread it. Yeah. So like, why can't you just wait? Like everyone's going to find out anyway. It's true. Yeah. If you don't share it, Islam is not going to collapse. The deen is not going to come to an end. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, don't worry, inshallah, it will be confirmed very soon. So this is what we have to be very careful of, yeah. Mm. With, in particular with social media and stuff don't just share anything and everything yeah. especially matters of the deen like if you're sharing a hadith yeah, if you're sharing a fatwa like something is halal haram yeah, these are very serious things mm, for you to lie against the Prophet okay, and saying. I know we don't do it intentionally mm. we don't do it that intention but it, that's basically what happens when you yeah. share a hadith which is not actually verified it's not from the Prophet it's not authentic then you're, it's almost as if you're lying against the Prophet, right? Or fatwas and stuff like that. You have to be very careful with these things in particular. Like Allah says in the Quran, uh, famous verse, everyone knows it, that if a piece of news comes to you, in ja'akum fasiq just verify, clarify things, because you might just end up causing a lot of fitna in the community, right? Mm. So again, coming, bringing it back to social media, just number one, be very careful. And alhamdulillah, that's why I feel like we do very well here. Getting things verified by whether it's a scholar, getting things verified by people who, it doesn't have to be by a scholar. Allah says in the Quran, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ Just ask the people of knowledge regarding that particular field if they do not know. Yeah. So there's always a story that's mentioned under this verse. You mm. might have heard it before. The story goes that um, <clears throat> once a, a man came to a scholar, and uh, he said that, you know, is it true that the Qur'an has the answer to everything? And uh, the Sheikh said, yeah, most definitely. So then the man said, okay, fine, if the Qur'an has the answer to everything, then answer this question for me from your scripture. 
um, how many, how much wheat and stuff does it take to make X amount of bread? Is that in the Quran? Go on, give me the answer. So the Sheikh was like, okay, give me a second. So he went to the local baker. He asked him the, uh, the question and he got the answer. He came back to the man and said, this is how much it takes to make this amount of bread. He said, no, no, that's cheating. Uh, you know, you said it's in the Quran. The, the, uh, the Quran should have told you how much it takes. And he said, yeah, the answer is in the Quran. The answer is, Allah said in the Quran, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of that particular field if mm. you don't know. Yeah. So I went to the person who's qualified, <laughs> I asked the question, and I got the answer. That's how it works. Mm. So it doesn't have to be, you go to the Sheikh, Sheikh, uh, give me the answer to this, okay, uh, what car should I buy tomorrow? It's just, just like, I don't have a driving license. <laughs> <laughs> know, right? So it's like, you know. Just make sure you 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 verify from the people mm. who are best equipped to deal with that particular thing, and and that's why coming back to what you're saying, basically, yeah. that's I feel like that's what alhamdulillah, that's what we we try to do. Yeah. You know, no, we will have thing. we will make mistakes. We're human beings at the end of the day. The people behind them feel we're human beings, so we might make a mistake here and there, um, but inshallah, we are. You know, we're we're humble enough to accept that yeah. mistake if it's pointed out, and we'll say, okay, you know what, we'll take down the post, yeah, of course. and you know, we'll reclarify. Etc. Etc. And, and we've done that in the past. Yeah. No, no. And Do you know what really annoys me? <clears throat> what really, really annoys yeah, me, on. right, is is the fact that you're you seeing in my seat. <laughs> Listen, yeah. you started off with that. You seem to be loving your new seat. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. annoys me is you can say anything, right? You can make yeah. anything sound factual and like mm. the truth. As long as there's a picture of Morgan Freeman next to it, Ooh, that is deep. <laughs> it's like you just go through your newsfeed and there's Morgan Freeman's face and something beside it. Like, don't eat lettuce or make you fat and nobody eats lettuce. Because <laughs> Morgan Freeman apparently said it. <laughs> anyway, just on that though, right? Yeah. I wanted to, because normally when you do the intros with a guest, yeah. Yeah. Um, you get to know about the background and context. Mm. But I think it's good for the viewers to know about you as Shabir, like who you are and what you're about because I don't think you've ever introduced yourself like in terms of not on the podcast no, no? I haven't. so like, I think this is the this perfect is your opportunity moment. Yeah. I wouldn't say this is your life because you're still young mashallah yeah but <laughs> you know um, okay yeah fit, like fit on the spot yeah but, yeah. but like <coughs> your things distract me this colour is distracting me by the way. <laughs> for anyone who can't see the podcast if you're just listening he's dressed like a is Basically like a Ribena, isn't it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically like a Ribena some purple hoodie anyway keeps distracting it looks nice though mashallah <laughs> So what are we saying? You want, you want, uh, we should have done this at the beginning, man. Come on, just like, just, we're having a deep conversation here. <laughs> we're about to find out whether Oreos are haram or not. And no, now we'll, it's we'll like, get to oh. that, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. <laughs> we need That's to know coming. if you're qualified to tell us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. True, 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 true. All right, so if you want a, a brief intro about me, uh, basically, let me tell you how I, let, uh, without finding too much about me, let me tell you how I got here in feed. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk about that first. So, because a lot of people ask me, how did you, um, like, how do you become a podcast presenter? Yeah, so with me, basically, I've always loved uh, presenting. Mm -hmm. So I've presented on TV before, on like TV One and Islam Channel and things like that. I've presented, I've done a lot of it over the years. Yes. Um, and it's something that I've enjoyed, whether it's like Quran competitions, etc. Um, so I, obviously, I've been practicing, something you, you start enjoying. So with the podcast, it was just as simple as, you know, Ilmfeed. I know some of the brothers behind the scenes, know some of the the brothers that are in this room but you can't see on the camera right now mashallah they're so humble that they don't want to be shown on camera we'll give them but a it's shout all good. it's all good yeah, yeah. yeah it's all good might, might make a special appearance later <laughs> um, but yeah it's just, it's just a matter of okay podcasts are a thing now everyone's listening to podcasts how can we do something differently and, and alhamdulillah had that conversation and uh, we decided that we're going to start the podcast I jumped on 
as a host. Um, so when people ask, how do you become a podcast host? It's not like you don't apply for a job and, you know, stuff like that. It's not yeah. like that. It's anyone can end of the day. Anyone can start a podcast. You yeah. just need to get, get your phone out, mm. press the record button, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about and upload it on a website. There's yeah. plenty of, uh, of uh, apps and, and sites out there. Um, but yeah, that's basically the podcast side of things. As for uh, like studying and stuff like that, um, basically one of the reasons why I love interacting with a lot of our guests, especially when they're from the background of like scholarly background, um, is because I just love learning from from people. So alhamdulillah, about, I think it was about 14, 15 years ago, I memorized Quran uh, in Leicester, Leicester Sharif. Mm-hmm. Memorized the Quran there when I was about 15 years old. Uh, then I moved to London about seven, eight years ago. Studied at Ibrahim College, did a whole Alimia program, and that was a good six-year full-time course. Okay. Arabic sure. language and everything else. <clears throat> um, that's where I met some of the brothers from Ilmfeed and and you know got to know some some of the beautiful brothers here. And yeah, that's it really. I mean. Okay, you know, alhamdulillah. And hopefully think, that's enough. No, no, and that's really good. I thought it's good for the viewers to know mm. a bit of your background because it's about connecting the scholars, yeah. the future mm. scholars and students of knowledge to the people out there, right? Mm. Because I felt that there was a bit of a disconnect, right? At a time when scholars were seen to be at a certain level and they, they couldn't connect with the local community mm. for whatever reason it was, right? And now, like you said, Alhamdulillah, you've had a number of guests, a number of scholars, also students of knowledge, whoever it is, but it shows that everyone can have a conversation. Yes. Yeah? We can break down those barriers mm. and have just an open discussion, open dialogue about whatever topic it is, as long as it benefits us, obviously. I, I think that's been there for a long time now, where people have even felt, I don't know if it's the right word to use, but essentially afraid yeah. of approaching scholars because they mm. felt that this question might <clears throat> not be right or I might not say it right mm. or is the fact that I'm approaching them right. Mm. You know, and Alhamdulillah, we've seen a change now over the past few years where I think social media has played a role in it as well because you yeah, get to definitely. see a different side to the shuyukh that you mm. didn't before. Yeah. You know, where like, oh, wait, they posted something funny. Oh, they laugh. They have a sense of humor. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. approachable now. So maybe I can ask them this random question about yeah. a toothbrush that I didn't know about before. Do That's I have right. to use Miswak toothpaste? Yeah. Like, you know, all these random questions that you had in your mind, like what you thought. It's, it's, it's not serious enough to ask the scholar. Mm. Yeah. But alhamdulillah, I think Ilmfeed, the podcast, has definitely played a role in that. Yeah, a- yeah. And I think we're, we're <clears throat> the way that we're, we're directing people now um, or, or the avenue that they've, we've brought them to, it's a case where we've made it so that it's easier for people emotionally mm. to approach the people of knowledge, wherever it be mm. the imam or the ustad that they go to or a scholar, it's easier for them to approach them because they see them as a member of the community now yeah. rather than somebody who's at this really high position that they, they as a random person, feel, you know, I, I, I can't step to that level. I, yeah. I, I don't feel um, right to go and ask them yeah. whatever question I have or whatever worry I have. And I think uh, for a long time now, we've seen a lot of, problems within our communities because of that disconnect between yeah. the community and the scholar and yeah. on that note as well you know I, I think a lot of people may have actually been quite pleasantly surprised uh when we launched the first uh, sisters only podcast mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. Said, if you could tell us why we ended up launching the or if both of you want to tell us why did we end up launching the first sisters only podcast like how did that come about i think there was a discussion amongst us that alhamdulillah the podcast was really successful as soon as it started right mm. um but there was a space and there was a, a needed space right for sisters to um speak 
and have discussions and to spread their knowledge to the community as well. Mm. And unfortunately, like it's easy <coughs> to kind of get in contact with scholars, male scholars, shiuch. Mm. Um, they're doing a lot of talks. They're doing a lot of events. Yeah. But when it came to sisters, there weren't many, right? Like you'll see in a lineup probably about five scholars or uh, sheikhs that are there and then maybe one sister is going to be talking for about five ten minutes right mm. um and the sisters didn't feel like they could really connect and then unfortunately on the other side and no disrespect to anyone but like you've got a number of uh was it muas makeup artists and hijab vloggers and bloggers um and i just felt that they didn't really uh tackle the issues that sisters were going through right and not just me but this is the general feedback that we got from within the team and the community and there was a space that needed to be made and created. Um, and that's why we thought, all right, let's get someone who is knowledgeable, um, but can is articulate and who can break down those barriers and speak to various sisters within the community to inspire mm. our younger generations, mm. but also just to give basic knowledge, <clears throat> right? Because there's so much we could do in a podcast, right? Like yeah. you can learn, you've, you learned, uh, you were learning for about seven years mm. to complete your course. And even then you're still learning, right? We've got an hour, right? Mm. Um, I think the sister's podcast is a bit longer, but alhamdulillah, it's good because mm. it's needed. Um, and when you see the reactions that we receive from the sisters who, who have come on, one as guests, but those listening at home, uh, it's been amazing because there's not many out there. Like alhamdulillah, there are, there are a number of podcasts uh, uh, amongst the brothers um, that are quite well known but we haven't come across many consistent podcasts for sisters 100%, right yeah. um, and I think that's that's what's needed is to show that there is more to sisters and again this whole misconception that women are oppressed and you know uh, uh, Muslim women they, they're only supposed to be at home in the kitchen all that kind of rubbish when we've had People are so inspiring, right? The sisters who are excelling not only in religion, head teachers of schools, head teachers, and sh you know, sheikhs, and yeah. so much. Alhamdulillah. And, and you know what you mentioned about. I know we say it a lot that there aren't enough uh, female scholars, etc., people of knowledge, which is tr true to a degree. But I also feel like because so many of them have been ignored for yeah. such a long time, we yeah. just don't know of them. Mm. There are actually a lot out there. But because the space has been so male-dominated, exactly. not shy, uh, you know, as men here, I'm not going to shy away from that. It has mm. been male-dominated. And you're right, a lot of the times a female has been brought on just to fill the gap and to say, yeah, we brought a female on and give yeah. five, ten minutes there. No, they do, they have studied, they, they are extremely talented. And in fact... If anything, there's more of them yeah. than us anyway. So we need to give them th that space. And that's why the Umfi podcast fi is filling in that gap, which is that, you know, because, uh, you know, o over time, obviously, Ustad Fatima has done some brilliant work. Yeah. And a lot of the times, we as men just can't relate. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if you ask me, bring on some guests who are female, I'd give you like two, three names and I'd run mm. out. You yeah. know, all of us are the same because we'd be like, oh, there's not enough. But actually, you ask a sister, she'd probably name so many because yeah, yeah, she's used, she's in that space. She's mm. she's connected with them in the messages at events and stuff like that. So I feel like that's the, the great thing about having the female presenter as well is that she can relate. And when when they get talking, there will be certain things that we just can't relate to. Yeah, of Does course. That make sense? Yeah, Alhamdulillah, that's why I feel like that side and that's why the sisters podcast even though we've had very few com in comparison to yeah. uh you know uh, the, the the podcast with the brothers i feel like it's done so much better yeah. because our sisters have just been waiting for this yeah. and alhamdulillah finally it's here and the conversations that they're having are brilliant and you know i think for for men as well it's amazing to just see wow a female who's memorized the quran a female 
who has been successful in this mm. field, a female who's a scholar. For us, it's actually opening our, our eyes. And alhamdulillah, I feel like that's, that's where, um, you know, that's where they're doing really, really well in that regard. And I think just on that as well, because Islamophobia is prevalent right now in community mm. yeah. and in this society, right? And the mo- most of the victims are sisters, mm. right? Because they're seen as easy targets, vulnerable and whatnot. Um, and if we don't give them that space to discuss and have dialogue and show the community exactly what they're about, what mm. they've achieved, um, then we're kind of falling for that narrative, mm. right? And I think that's what we need to do. We need to control that narrative, essentially, mm. and to show that, look, as uh, you can be a practicing sister, right? But you don't have to compromise on your aspirations in life, right? If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be... Uh, even if you want to <coughs> be a housewife, there's nothing wrong, wrong with any of those as long as you do it in uh, to the best of your ability, right? Mm. And we've got a number of case studies. I think there's a waiting list in terms of podcasts for sisters, right? And like yeah. uh, Ustad Shabir mentioned, is that we won't be able to relate to many of the issues because we haven't gone through that cycle in our life, right? Whereas they know exactly what they've had to go through. They've seen the challenges. Um, you and you know what? what? It's, it's, it's tough for them. It's really tough. I, it only dawned on me. It didn't only dawn on me, but like there was... And on uh, on Saturday, we were doing an event uh, with a different organisation, a seminar in um, Balham, okay. and I think this the hall that we we're using is the first time that uh, everybody was sitting in the same room, basically, mm. and all the sisters that arrived to this hall, they've obviously been there for <coughs> other events as well. They kept going to the back entrance, and then we had to tell them, no, no, it's this way. One sister, literally, she was like, "Oh my God." Alhamdulillah <laughs> We're like What's up She's like No usually we have to Walk all the way around To the back This is the first time We've gone through The main entrance oh, okay. And yeah. it's like As a guy I would have never Thought of that Yeah. And the difficulties That must occur Through there And then I went To look for The back entrance And it's like you know, It's just such An inconvenience For pretty much No reason It's like the main entrance It was just So much more easier For everyone to go That way But the sister mm. Was just So overwhelmed And filled with joy That for once she was allowed to go through the main entrance. Mm. And as a man, you'd never really think about these things. The sisters that we have, the women, they're the ones, you know, they face the challenges. And I think, alhamdulillah, Enfid has given them a platform to address them, to address multiple other issues, mm. and to provide that platform for the ustadas, the sheikhs, etc. that we have in the community. And we've also, alhamdulillah, just launched our uh, page to help support the podcast further launchgood.com forward slash ilmfeed podcasts and you know i think it's a beautiful thing for the listeners especially those who really appreciate the podcast to get involved in and uh brother shabir i want you to tell them why they should support the launch good campaign for the podcast because honestly i think the amount of people that are inspired by this podcast yeah. in different ways <clears throat> it's like if you can grab a piece of that pie that reward pie you should seriously get on it yeah. right now Mm, definitely so I think listen look the thing is with this podcast is that alhamdulillah the, we've already spoken about the reach okay um, and we've said that that can be used for education for da'wah whatever it might be because of the the, the the versatile kind of variety of guests that we have alhamdulillah there's a benefit for, for everyone now with the sisters podcast as well even more diverse reaching out to more people I would say listen um one of the questions that Brother Toyos asked earlier on is that, okay, so if I'm not on social media, if I don't want my face on there, then how can I still reach out to people? 
it's by supporting the mm. people who are already doing something. That is genuinely the best way. Yeah. Okay, like within our community, Muslim community, if someone is doing something well, then instead of us replicating the same thing and trying to do that same thing, right? Why don't we just support the ones who are already doing it, isn't mm-hmm. it? It just makes sense. Why does it need to be two or three of something when it can just be one and people get behind that one thing and support it? Similarly, right, if something, alhamdulillah, like Ilmfeed is doing well, and it has been for the last five, six years, mashallah, then we just need people to get behind that and support it so that it can it can flourish further. So with the podcast, because of the reach, alhamdulillah, even just the clips, if you think about it, not the full podcast, but you know the small, small clips that go out, like Usman Bustansi was talking about the Ottoman method of, his, yeah. of Quran, or Brother Tufail who's speaking about his struggles mm-hmm. and how it's touching so many people. Like, can you imagine those clips have been viewed viewed more than 4 million times. Mashallah. Just think about that number. 4 yeah. million Huge. times it's been it's been yeah. uh, viewed. So it's it's actually mashallah uh, uh, amazing when you when you think about it. Um, just I just want you to think about that point and that's all that if you can't do it yourself just get behind and and put something forward so that we can continue to consistently put out these podcasts on a week it's been alhamdulillah coming out every single week so that we can improve we can get new guests on board we can improve uh, you know our facilities as well and so that we can continue inshallah uh, spreading uh, the the positivity that Ilmfeed has been pushing for inshallah so the brothers and sisters who want to get involved who want a piece of that reward a piece of that pie who want to spread that positivity by supporting the podcast you can visit launchgood.com forward slash Ilmfeed podcast the link is in the description so tell us what's next. How are we going to make the podcast even bigger, even better? Where are we going? Where are we taking this beautiful, beautiful ship that we are on? Firstly, I'm going to take my seat back and, <laughs> and resume my hosting role. That's that's where, that's the first, that's like short-term goal, inshallah. We'll let the viewers decide. <laughs> Right, comment below, guys, inshallah, okay? I might just embarrass myself by doing this. But I want you guys to comment below, all right, who is going to be hosting Don't do in this, 2020? Bro. Don't do right. this. Is it going to be Brother Toyrus or is it going to be Brother I Shabir? can give people chicken Let wings. Let us know. <laughs> no, you take chicken wings. You're about yeah. to tell them yeah. if Oreos are halal or haram. <laughs> if you really want your seat back, <laughs> you better drop some next fucker. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. No, um, I think... I think with plans, listen, the most important thing with podcasts is consistency. That's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of things that have started, but because it hasn't been consistent, it's unfortunately Mm. come to an end, though it was something which was very promising and something which was beautiful and brilliant, right? With the podcast, our number one thing was um, consistency. It was like, whatever happens every single week, inshallah, we need to put something out. Yes, there's been weeks here and there that we've missed out. Um, but alhamdulillah, if you think about it, the fact that in a year, we're now on our 50th episode yeah. within the space of a year, that, that just shows exactly. in and of itself, yeah. right, that we've been pretty consistent, alhamdulillah. So the aim is to continue that consistency. That's number one. Inshallah. Number two, inshallah, is to bring in new guests uh you know uh, and guests again who continuing that diversity basically yeah. where again we're not just bringing in shuyukh etc we want to bring in a, a range of people and again i just want to just just touch on this point for a second is that you know the process behind which guests that we pick some people might think are oh, you do you only pick guests who are just famous they got a large mm-hmm. following so that it can boost the podcast and things like that Actually, you know what? Alhamdulillah, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And if you just look throughout the last 50 episodes, 
you will find a very good balance between yes there are going to be some very well-known people on there people who you probably are following on social media but then there's going to be some people who i'm i'm pretty sure you've never heard of before mm-hmm. because they're just not out there on social media but they were willing to come on the podcast and share their story and again that's the beautiful thing about this podcast is we're not just picking people who have a large following yes inshallah that that helps great and there's many people out there doing great work uh, who happen to have it but i'm telling you it's there's so many people out there who aren't very well known but subhanallah the work that they are doing and their story if you hear it it's it would just you know it would just be far more effective than just having someone who's got a large following you see what i mean yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah? That's so right. we need that balance the balance is there so when we pick guests for the podcast I'm, I trust me. I don't just look at. Oh, let me just check their Instagram profile. Who's if they the don't have followers? less than, if they don't have more than fifty thousand followers, I'm sorry, you can't. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Uh, we've had guests who don't even have social media. Yeah, that's right. We've had that yeah. before in the past, right? What we look at is okay. Which person can come on this show? Has a story to tell? Can leave the viewers inspired, mm. and can leave them with something to take away by the end of it. If you fit that criteria, then khalas, inshallah, we will consider having you on uh, the podcast as we've done before. Mm. And alhamdulillah, that's what I felt has worked. And that's what we want to continue doing. As well as, yes, bringing those international guests. Alhamdulillah, we've had guests from Canada, from Australia, from the USA, uh, from all parts of the world. Yeah. We want to continue that. Um, so that's like the, I would say, the short term realistic plan for us in the meantime um, to continue with that consistency. You know, on that note, what I'd really love to see and mm. uh, from the viewers, especially the listeners, yeah. is if they could comment and let us know which podcast or how the podcast overall mm. has positively influenced their life or what impact it's had on their life, if yeah. any. We've got those regular viewers who listen in and I mm. know that there's going to be some change or another that this podcast has had on them, even if it's just feeling better. Yeah. yeah. You know, Wallahi, we don't pay enough attention to our emotions at times. Mm. And I think um, channels like Ilmfeed, the stuff that we put out there, it, it helps our brothers and sisters, it helps mm. our listeners uh, focus on things that we often neglect. There's the religious aspect, but then there's also the personal ad- aspect. Mm. And the guests that we are bringing on, they're highlighting a lot of this stuff for us, alhamdulillah. Mm. Um, so alhamdulillah, you know, alhamdulillah. we've covered where the podcast has been, uh, where it is now, where it's going, um, what the reason that we've got Ilmfeed around. You know, uh, Saeed, I'm sure you can actually tell us. I'd love to hear, you know, what is our reach right now? How many people are we reaching around the world? And what countries are we most popular in? So as a reach, um, in terms of followers, we've got about 1.7 million on all Subhanallah. platforms. Subhanallah. Yes, wow. Alhamdulillah. And that's grown rapidly over the past year. You can start and our own little country. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real, man. Like an ill-feed country. You just need to find an island that we can take over. Do you know what I mean? Just swing that globe around and we'll just point launch out a launch good campaign by an island. <laughs> but Alhamdulillah, for me, it's not just about figures as well. Like yeah. we, I can go on all day again about <clears throat> figures and statistics, right? But... At the end of the day, as Shabir mentioned, it's about the quality, mm. right? Quality is key over quantity, right? We can post, say, about 20 items a day on mm. Ilmfeed, but instead what we want to do is to focus on quality content that is shareable, that people can understand, people can comprehend it and benefit, right? Yeah. And that's what makes our content like at the top in the sector. People are more than happy to share it. People are more than happy to get involved in it. And um, like you said, you know, about people who are... In terms of emotions, right, mental health is on a rise, yes. right? 
um, and so many people are going through it and only now people are speaking about it and we're an outlet where we've spoken to activists active people in the community who say you know what when we need a positive hit mm. we're going to the in feed feed just to see something and to inspire us or to mm. say you know what what we're doing it is tough but alhamdulillah we've seen the benefits right um we've seen the good that we can do as a community that it's not all doom and gloom mm. um and i think that's that's what we're all about um in terms of uh followers from around the world alhamdulillah like we've got a huge reach not only in the uk mm. but in north america and the us and canada in the subcontinent in india and pakistan also in the far east um, in malaysia we've got a huge following over there um, and also in parts of africa just literally everywhere and when you see people who comment they're like yeah oh my name is so and so and i'm from this country right and you just get loads of people commenting and it's mm. very easy for us to when we do want to do a shout out to ask people um, for some information from a particular country yeah we'll be able to find them right um and that makes our job easy alhamdulillah mm. and i think that's what it is it's an effort it's a community effort, it's a community right? effort you can right. see that yeah, yeah definitely and i think that's what we want to do is to show that it's not run by uh just a few this is for the many mm. right um I know it's the <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should say that before the elections right <laughs> so um yeah it's, it, it's for everyone right yeah. it's a platform that everyone can benefit from inshallah yeah. um and if we're able to do that and achieve those goals uh i think then we've kind of done our job yeah alhamdulillah mm. alhamdulillah now to the v- uh, very very important matter of uh, oreos <laughs> <laughs> Fool, we forgot forgot about that one <laughs> yeah listen i'll just give you a, i'll just give you a basic principle going forward to make this easier for you there is a huge difference between something which is halal and something which is halal certified okay. are you with me yeah Yeah there's yeah. a difference between something which is actually halal permissible to yeah. eat as so which is halal certified what's the difference is that there's many things out there that are halal right. yeah is an apple halal yes or no yes yeah. you can eat an apple right depends does actually. that <laughs> okay unless it's been dipped into something else but a general apple you find yeah? yeah now does every apple is it going to be halal certified is it going to be a sign that says on the halal i don't see any apples that are halal oh, certified right oh. exactly well actually i was in malaysia uh recently i told you guys and literally the bottles of water says halal certified on there your coke pepsi everything has halal so i was like well these guys take the halal very seriously they're, they're probably the most serious in the world yeah yeah literally Wait, but the bottles of water yeah had halal on there i'm being serious you know it'd be water. funny like if yeah. they had like a bottle of water that had zamzam <clears throat> in it and then it had the halal certified <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, halal zamzam <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so That's the difference. Yeah. The difference is that just because it, uh, something isn't halal so that doesn't make it not halal anymore. Okay? What makes something halal is, you know, there's there's different conditions, okay? Uh, obviously when it comes to meat you have to be even more particular because of the yeah. way it's been slaughtered. Um so with things like Oreos or other things, yeah, just because the halal certification has been removed that doesn't now make it haram. Mm. You see what I mean? There's a there's bread out there, okay? certain brands of bread in the UK that is halal certified mm. if tomorrow that certification what they call like author, I don't know whatever authority yeah. or something yeah. yeah if they if they tomorrow pull or the the deal breaks off between the two then uh, does that make it haram no it doesn't because mm. the ingredients everything is still the same and I don't know why we're talking about this in so much detail <laughs> on a podcast which is about Elm feed because the people are going to vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. And if you made Oreos haram, well, your seat is mine. <laughs> as as you saw from my answer, I never said whether it's halal or haram. <laughs> I said you take that principle and you apply it going forward. 
Well, so digestive biscuits are halal. <laughs> we can go into, you know, I don't know if these ill feed mugs are halal. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they are. <laughs> I don't see any certification on them. So. Okay, so if you're listening and you're wondering whether the Oreos are halal or not, basically, you can probably carry on eating them. Make, <laughs> make sure you make like plenty of dua beforehand. And <laughs> like, if you really just want to eat whatever. Right, you should don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> your only that's that's a really important point though. Like your only religious advice, spiritual advice, should not come just from a podcast. You should yes. always speak to a, a person of knowledge in person, local imam. They will know better. Yeah, because we don't have a time time in a podcast to go into detail. Mm, so even right. previous podcasts, a really good point uh, that we've discussed certain issues and matters. We've discussed marriage, we've discussed divorce, we've discussed Quran, we've discussed so many things, right? Um, but it's a one hour podcast at the end of the day. Yes, we had someone who was qualified, but how much are they going to cover and, and in clarify an, in, in an hour? Yeah, so you right. always need to go and ask someone, like we said, uh, in that field, inshallah. That's that's our disclaimer from Ilm Feed. Oh, yes, and yeah. don't take anything I say as <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay, you can have the chair back now, bro. This chair carries a lot of weight, <laughs> not just because I'm sitting on it. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, like, I think the other thing I want to point out is that the team for Ilm Feed isn't just us three or the um, Ustada Fatima and you've got Sister Darren who's behind the cameras as well doing a lot of great work, but you've got a couple of individuals here I do, I'm so tempted to grab this camera, right? And yeah. just move it around and show them, but I'll probably break it, so I won't do it. Yeah, but yeah, you've got yeah. um, Shaquille, who's been doing a lot of filming, mashallah. And um, Rob, I was going to say, yeah. you would definitely break the camera. <laughs> <laughs> the tripod at the moment is being held together using a plastic bag. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we need you guys that, you to know? go to the launch good campaign. Okay, yeah, so we're, please donate generously. Yeah, We should just take a picture here. of that right now. <laughs> just put it out. It will go viral. And, then. Um, and you, you, you've also got um, Rafiq, uh, the founder of Ilmfeed, mashallah. And... You know what? I don't think he's ever put his face on. It doesn't. Right? He doesn't no. do it. You don't One do time, it. you know, you know the video where we revealed the uh, YouTube plaque. That oh we yeah, yeah. That's actually the YouTube signs a mirror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was holding it up. He's like, "Move it, bro. You can see my face." I'm like, "We're in Nicaragua, sir. You're making this difficult for me." No, Alhamdulillah. And um, I think it, it shows that we're not all. We don't all have the same personality. Yeah. Some of us are quite loud. Some of us are quiet some of we're, we're all different we've come up from different backgrounds different areas but the main thing we've got one common goal right and i think that's where ilmfid is quite unique in that way alhamdulillah right alhamdulillah. that we, we we understand the dynamics of the things that we need to tackle but we're all on the same wavelength mm. right and generally speaking social media platforms they have people who are quite out there quite loud um quite confident but we've got a good mix here like the founder mm. rafiq himself mm. is uh, like he doesn't want to be involved in front of the cameras or anything Basically, like, like that, a right? Stick. Yeah, literally the <laughs> stick. Honestly, that's why it's. I think we should just keep a helmet on him all the time. <laughs> is it still counted if he wears a helmet like yeah. the stick? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Alhamdulillah, and I think that gives encouragement to others out there that you know what, what you see on social media, mm. it's not essentially reality, mm, right? Um, and although we're we're doing this, it's it's just a means of getting out there, right? It means you know going back to your deen, studying, going to the masjid, whatever it may be, right? Um, but alhamdulillah, look, we're Muslims. Uh, Allah's given us a beautiful deen to be proud of, right? We've got the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which is amazing, which covers every single thing in our lives, right? Even when it comes to food, we're talking about food a lot today. Yeah? I'm, yeah. I'm so hungry right now, right? But um, <laughs> even when you see all these diets that are coming through, right? 
people becoming vegan one night and then you've got flexitarian, pescatarian, all this kind of stuff, right? But at the end of the day, with the best of diets is the Sunnah diet, right? And that's Do you know what? There's actually been, in the past year, forget the 5-2 diet. I remember I was sitting in a hospital and they had BBC News health documentary on or something like that. And they were talking about the proportion of meat to vegetable to mm. fiber and grains that you should have. Mm. And two years prior, we delivered a seminar on yeah. the, the diet of the Prophet And what they were saying in this newfound diet that they were talking about, it was basically the diet of the Prophet You know, you should have this much meat in a month and the rest should be full of grains and fibre and nutritious fruits and vegetables, etc. I'm like, bro, we knew this long time ago. (laughs) It's right, 1400 years ago we had this and uh, we just need to go back to basics, I think, right? Mm. When when there's so much information out there compared to before, like from your phone, you can access so much, right? But... If we're able to kind of just go back to basics, um, go to the right people regarding the right topics, sharing good things amongst ourselves, right? Um, we'll be able to go forward, inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair, brothers and sisters, for tuning in to the 50th podcast on the Elm Feed channel. Alhamdulillah, we've come a very long way from where we first started. Thanks to your du'as and support. We'd love to hear from you. So make sure you comment uh, in the comment section about how the podcast has influenced you, how you've benefited from it, what you love about it as well. For those who do want to share in the rewards and the growth of the Elm Feed podcast, please do visit that LaunchGood page, launchgood.com forward slash Ilm Feed Podcast. Jazakallah khair to my guests, Brother Shabir and Brother Saeed. You can have your seat back. I'll be back, inshallah. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you stay tuned. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do subscribe to Ilm Feed. It's 100% halal. (laughs) Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.